All right, welcome back to Props and Hops, powered by Dimers.com. The Bet Bash bonus series continues. Part nine today, I'm honored to bring on Jeffrey Benson from Circa Sports. Jeffrey, welcome to Props and Hops. Thanks for having me on, uh, Matt. Certainly uh, enjoyed uh, meeting you here in person, uh, obviously for the first time this weekend. Uh, for those that aren't in attendance, uh, we just finished our Bookie Better Breakfast. Um, you know, to be in that room with a who's who of characters, uh, you know, whether that's Roxy Roxborough, uh, Richard Schutz, uh, Scotty Shetler, you know, the guys who started the Stardust, um, and then obviously the big names today, you know, uh, you know what obviously Matt Metcalf's doing here at Circa, you know, being able to sit with my boss, Derek Stevens. Uh, like I said, it's been a phenomenal weekend, uh, obviously getting to know a lot of people uh, that I interact, uh, including yourself, with on Twitter. Um, so, so far, like I said, phenomenal, phenomenal weekend, really getting to network um, and talk to other people who are like-minded in the industry and, uh, you know, hopefully looking forward to a great national championship tonight. Absolutely, and that's going to be a really fun way to cap off Bet Bash in style for anybody in attendance. The VIP section of the Circus Sportsbook is where all the action is going to be taking place. And before we go too much farther in there, as you touch on the epic better uh, bookie better breakfast we just had uh, legacy club last night for a lot of attendees uh, my voice is uh, still gonna probably be in the early stages of recovery for a little bit so go figure that's gonna affect the uh, podcast quality here but soldiering on um, I'd like to get a little bit of a glimpse into your background for people listening to this who might know you from your engagement on Twitter uh, they know you're with Circa but anything you know before that and how you've gotten to where you are today yeah absolutely uh, for me I grew up on the East Coast um, you know, kind of more of the, uh, the sheltered, uh, you know, not doing a ton of gambling growing up. My parents weren't big into that. So, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, grew up with their father at the track and things like that. Uh, you know, that wasn't my route. Um, you know, I started, uh, you know, gambling and, uh, you know, sometime in high school, always enjoyed sports. Um, and then when I went to college, you know, kind of knew uh, at that time, you know, back in 2011, 2012, when I was going to graduate that, uh, you know, this was before the legalization, um, you know, that kind of craze that we're in now. Um, and I knew Vegas was really the place uh, to go uh, if I wanted to make a difference in the industry and I wanted to get in the industry. So, you know, for me, uh, went to school uh, back east. Um, once I graduated in 2011, uh, I came out here uh, with no job, um, didn't know a single soul, um, but knew it was the place to be, um, you know, from everywhere that I had heard about, uh, you know, gambling and Vegas being the spot that, uh, you know, takes bets and things like that. And um, obviously, you know, I started, you know, I gambled for three to six months um, and then wanted to get behind the counter um, and really learn more about the business, uh, you know, meet some mentors and some important people in the industry and kind of work my way up from there. Um, so about six months in, uh, you know, shot off a, a ton of different resumes, um, you know, hoping to get a job in the industry and, uh, you know, finally uh, got a job uh, writing tickets at station casinos. So that was kind of my path out here. Um, worked for stations uh, for six or seven years, uh, started as a ticket writer, both, uh, wrote both um, horses and uh, sports tickets um, and kind of worked my way up to, to a supervisory position um, before Matt kind of came calling uh, with an opportunity to come over here and, uh, you know, be a part of uh, Circus Sports, um, an independent 
bookmaking operation, uh, which is uh, not very parallel uh, to what uh, a lot of other companies are doing in the industry. Um, obviously, I'm very outspoken about our model um, and maybe um, anti uh, some of the other uh, models that are in the industry in terms of limiting um, and a lack of transparency for better. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm the sportsbook operations manager here. I run the day-to-day -day operations uh, in the front of the house, uh, and I really oversee all of our customer service. Uh, so for me, you know, a lot of my interactions are on, on Twitter, uh, are with, you know, guys like yourself, guys like Spanky, guys who are, you know, maybe of the sharper ilk um, and being able to translate, you know, what Matt Metcalf, Chris Bennett, Jeff Davis, and those guys are doing in the risk room um, and channel that to the front of house and our guests. Um, and for me, you know, I found that's really kind of a niche in the, uh, in the industry, you know, uh, for somebody who's trying to become semi-professional or professional um, or even, you know, just wanting to get down and make a bet. I think a lot of times, um, you know, people walk into a book um, and they're not able to get a straight answer in terms of how much they'll take on X, Y, and Z. Um, and the process, uh, you know, for the player uh, is a little bit cumbersome uh, and lacks a lot of transparency. So, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to change here. And that's, uh, you know, been a little bit of my approach and our approach here in the first three years. Plenty to dig into there. I don't think we're going to unpack everything that we could in this conversation, but maybe more down the road. I love so much food for thought uh, that you just shared. I would like to go back to one of the earlier points you made when you first came out to Vegas, betting for a few months before you got on the other side of the counter. Um, this audience, primarily people who, you know, would be on that opposite side of the counter from you and um, for bettors listening, how would you say that your experience doing some betting has informed what you do on, you know, the other side? And also maybe how much does, you know, being on the other side affect any betting that you may look to do these days? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, for me, I think, uh, you know, getting behind the counter uh, only helped to, to, to serve me to be a better, better. Um, shout out to Spanky, uh, his podcast. But uh, yeah, for me, I think being behind the counter, really learning the ins and outs of the business, uh, you know, what the different models are, whether that's SoftBook uh, or SharpBook, uh, you know, how different companies approach risk uh, and liability um, and how they want to manage their positions and what they want to do. Um, you know, in terms of setting lines and things like that. So for me, it, it uh, you know, while I enjoyed, you know, uh, betting when I came out here from college, you know, I was young, naive, um, you know, didn't know a lot. Um, and I think, like I said, getting behind the counter really opened my eyes to certain things, you know, how businesses operate, how they treat their customers. Um, and for me, it really only helped uh, to make me a better, better. Um, I enjoy being behind the counter, obviously, um, you know, in my time when I'm not working, uh, certainly betting around town and, um, you know, whether that's futures or some golf stuff um, or, or doing some injury and information stuff. And, um, you know, for me, it's it's not, uh, you know, a semi-professional or professional thing. Um, for me, I like being on this side of the counter, um, but it's certainly something I enjoy doing. And like I said, you know, being on both sides of the counter um, and understanding, you know, what, you know, a better does and obviously, you know, what an operator or a bookie does. Um, I think having both of those experiences, um, you know, when you look at Matt Metcalf, for example, you know, he's a, he's a great example of, you know, being somebody who's bet professionally. Um, and when we think about what we want to do for our players and our customers, um, you know, him having bet professionally for, you know, upwards of 10 years, you know, I think we're able to, to serve uh, maybe an underutilized part of the market. Um, and really, uh, you know, touch those people, um, you know, that really get turned away and limited by other shops. Um, and obviously, you know, 
listening to the luminaries talk this weekend you know for us you know our goal is to write bets um and that's you know really what we opened our doors to do um and like i said you know being being able to be around those guys um you know learn from both sides of the counter um you know it's been an awesome experience for me up to this point and you know certainly something i wouldn't trade for anything one question i've been asking the betters that i've had in this series would be their superpower for lack of a better term what they do best that sets them apart and you've touched on so many things that differentiate circa um when it comes to either circa as a whole or what you do specifically you know to make the operation what it is uh what would you consider yeah individually and then collectively as a team um if you had to pick one superpower that really sets things apart and has circa as highly regarded as it is these days yeah, I would say, you know, obviously there's a number of different ways I could go with that. Um, me personally, uh, you know, what I think I add to the table, um, the most I would say customer service. Um, you know, for us, you know, like I talked about a little bit earlier, when you walk into a book, you have no idea what you can get on a specific market. Uh, you have no access to management. Um, you're really flying blind, um, and the experience you have from book to book to book uh, is going to be you know, greatly different. Um, and for us, you know, I try to put myself in the shoes of a better. Um, you know, when I walk into a sports book, what would I want? And I would want to know what I'm getting on each market. I'd like to have access to management. I would like to have friendly ticket writers. I'd like to be in an atmosphere and an environment where I feel welcomed. Um, and I think, you know, something uh, in the market now that isn't being done is when you walk into Circa, you have access to Matt Metcalf, you have access to myself, you have access to Derek Stevens, you have access to, you know, our team through Twitter and things like that. And when people have questions about limits um, or certain markets, you know, when are you going to, you know, what's, what's the plan for NFL drafts and, uh, you know, props and, and what are you doing here and what are you doing there and, you know, when are you expanding, you know, I, I think the transparency and the customer service we provide um, is definitely a different level than you get at other places. Um, and for us, kind of working off that, you know, Derek Stevens old school mantra of, you know, appreciating the customer. Um, you know, I, I like to say that uh, the bookie better, or uh, yeah, uh, the bookie better relationship doesn't have to be adversarial. Um, and I would say, you know, some of the best relationships that I have with people are people who are beating us for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and it doesn't change the fact that I can shake their hand and, and, you know, pay them with a smile and tell them thank you for your business. Um, and ultimately, you know, use their information, um, you know, to help us have a, sh you know, shape our line. So, you know, for us, I, I would say customer service and transparency is kind of a long-winded answer there. Building on that, there's a pillar of this show I call the Malinsky Minute, a nod to the late great sports betting legend David Malinsky, who I was very fortunate to get to know and do some work with before he passed away a few years ago. And one thing that stood out beyond his uncanny knack uh, to find angles in betting that few others could, he had great relationships with people on the other side of the counter. I know he would go to bookmakers' weddings and was very, you know, well-versed in, you know, just their day-to-day -day and their relationships and seeing the bigger picture. Um, I would like to expand on the way you just wrapped up your previous answer, um, looking at things through that lens, and also thinking about a conversation I had yesterday featuring pro better Joey Isaacs on the show. He talked about the fact that 
it's very rare uh, that anybody gets advice as a better on how to deal with a bookmaker, just how to talk to them. And to your point, it doesn't have to be adversarial. So if there's an up and coming better listening to this, whether or not they're able to bet into Circo wherever they're located, um, thinking about, you know, Dave Malinsky's relationships with the other side of the counter and what Joe Isaac said yesterday about knowing how to talk to your bookmaker, what are things that up and coming betters can do? Um, you know, how are, how are they best positioning themselves in terms of a networking standpoint? Um, if you think of, you know, what are the best practices for them to deal with bookmakers in the right way? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to depend on a bookmaker to bookmaker uh, relationship. Um, but I would certainly value uh, the outs that you want to continue to get down at. Um, you know, speaking just strictly about Circa, you know, when, when, when sometimes, you know, we flip a line or, or, or put something up wrong, you know, there's people who will reach out and instead of betting it, you know, they're going to say, you know, Jeff, you know, you're, you're $2 off on this favorite um, or, you know, you left this game open and it started two minutes ago. And I think, you know, utilizing, um, you know, the limits that we're giving people and the transparency that we come across with um, and, you know, maybe the genuineness uh, of what we're trying to do, I think we've been able to really build uh, and establish a good rapport with people who are betting into us. Um, and, and, you know, I would, I would say just, you know, don't burn the outs that you, that you really want to keep. Um, you know, if you have questions about things, you want to ask about limits, you know, reach out to us on the front end. Um, you know, obviously there was, you know, t talk obviously, you know, this weekend about, you know, bearding in and doing all these other different things. And for us, you know, we, we, we try to take big enough limits where we actually incentivize our players that they don't have to do some of those things. Um, so I, I would say, you know, ultimately, um, depending upon, you know, what shop you're betting at, you know, really reaching out, um, you know, being proactive in establishing a relationship, um, you know, with somebody, you know, who's in operations uh, or somebody who's in the risk team so that you have a little bit more insight um, into the shop you're betting at um, and it's so that you can have a two-way relationship. Um, and I think if you do have a two-way relationship, um, you know, that really goes a long way um, in towards uh, the book, uh, you know, treating you the way that you want to. Um, and I think it, you know, obviously it, uh, you know, provides a lot of longevity uh, in terms of keeping the accounts that you want to bet at. And one more thing I'll have to ask about before I let you go. You mentioned getting questions about the NFL draft. I've been hearing a lot about that this weekend, knowing that last year, I mean, it's at the point now where basically the NFL draft market really ramps up when Circa puts everything out there. Uh, until that point, you know, markets are, are pretty intermittent with what they're offering and getting down a good bet, that opportunity can be few and far between. So with a lot of people at Bet Bash as it's nearing the conclusion, uh, wondering what's on the horizon for the NFL draft betting market, is there anything you can share in terms of what people can expect to see and when they might expect to see it? Yeah, great question. You know, for us, obviously, we originated a, uh, a, a deep menu for the NFL uh, draft last season. Uh, once we get by Masters Week uh, and the opening of baseball, you know, uh, Chris Bennett, uh, Dylan Sullivan, one of our risk managers, you know, those guys will sit down, uh, kind of go over what we want to offer. Um, obviously, you know, for us, you know, Chris uh, said it best uh, on the Art of Sports Betting yesterday. Anything we put on our menu, uh, it's not going to be sports betting for decoration. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll put up an extensive list of props, uh, over-unders, uh, some tournament pools, things like that. 
I, I don't know if we'll see as extensive of a menu as last year, uh, but we'll certainly come with some really good stuff. Um, and obviously anything that we come with, uh, you know, we'll open with dime limits. Uh, and the goal is to continue to raise those limits as we get closer to the event. Um, you know, for us, like I said, obviously anything we put on our board, we want to take a fair and sizable bet to uh, and certainly incentivize our betters time. Got it. Plenty to look forward to when the NFL draft opens up. And in the meantime, anything going on in the sporting world, Circa, one of the places that people can always count on to get a good bet. Jeff, I want to make sure that people know how to follow you and what you're up to if they're not doing so already on Twitter at Jeffrey Benson 12. Of course, the sportsbook operations manager at Circa. Is there anything else I'm missing or anything you'd like to add in terms of how people can keep up with you and the Circa team? We're very active uh, on social media. I'm always, uh, you know, taking calls, uh, text messages, DMs, responding to uh, to conversations, and uh, you know, trying to enlighten uh, betters as much as possible. You know, I think in today's day and age, I think uh, providing as much transparency and information um, about what you're trying to do as a sports book, uh, you know, certainly from my perspective, uh, it's really helped us. Um, and from a player experience, um, you know, we, we believe it certainly goes a long way. So uh, follow our Circa Sports uh, Twitter account. Um, you know, they're uh, coming out, uh, you know, with the, the newest markets, uh, you know, when we intend to open things, you know, what limits are going to be uh, as we work on expanding into other jurisdictions, you know, talking through that further. Um, obviously, the goal for us is, uh, you know, to continue to pursue expansion um, and bring sports betting the way it should be to all in this great country. I think that's a fitting way to wrap things up here. I'll go ahead and let everybody know that'll do it for this episode of the Bet Bash bonus series here on Props and Hops, powered by Dimers.com. And if you've enjoyed this conversation, I'd encourage you to check out the Dimers Podcast Network over at Dimers.com slash podcasts for more gambling content. Tomorrow, we'll have the series finale, making it a 10-parter for the Bet Bash bonus series. But for now, Jeffrey, thank you for the time and insight. And I look forward to seeing you once again in a few hours for the title game at Circus Sports. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Certainly enjoyed the conversation. Props and ups and props and ups and props and ups.